This week on the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast, we're talking about books that we read in 2020 and books that we are looking forward to that are being published in 2021. Welcome to the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. My name is Rail Splitter Jeremy. With me this evening are Rail Splitter Mary. Hey, Rail Split Nash, what's happening? And Rail Splitter Nick. What's up? <laughs> We're not. You're not, not doing your usual dramatic. You're sitting, you're not going to say hello to a specific group of people. The, listening the listeners have been ways. waiting for this. It's been three weeks since they've heard your voice. What's up, peeps? <laughs> <laughs> Prepping for that romantic COVID getaway when you're listening to us <laughs> as you and your lover lay in the bed together. Wow. All right. Great. Note yourself. Be careful Good. what you ask for. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about books this week um, as we kind of venture into 2021. We are getting a little bit of a slow start to the year as far as recording goes, but that will certainly ramp up here um, as we kind of get into the year, I think so. Be on the lookout for more frequent recordings from the three rail splitters. Um, some of those recordings may be about books that we're going to mention here over the next, uh, you know, hour or so, because um, we will let you know about some exciting books in the world of Lincoln and the world of the Civil War that um, people in those communities are looking forward to seeing come out. Uh, But before we get to that, we do like to talk about news stories relating to Abraham Lincoln. And I think uh, one of the stories, I don't know if either one of you had a story to bring, but I think we could take a little bit of time to talk about Hal Holbrook. Uh, Hal Holbrook passed away uh, since we've recorded last. He died on January 23rd. Um, He was 95 years old, so had a had a you know had some longevity there but of course he's very famous uh for portraying mark twain but he also portrayed abraham lincoln um several different times and was pretty well known as a lincoln portrayer as well um he was probably most famously in the 1976 miniseries lincoln and then in the 1985 miniseries north and south where he played abraham lincoln and then of course in 2012, he played Francis Preston Blair, um, which was an interesting casting because um, uh, he looks nothing like Francis Pr- Preston Blair. Like, it seems like there's a lot of castings in that movie that are either spot on 100%, like <laughs> they could they could have just jumped out of the pages of a history book, or people like Hal Holbrook that just kind of, all right, uh, he did a great job, I think. Uh, his appearance was not accurate, but his uh, portrayal of the the behind the scenes power that Blair possessed was was on point and, and I felt pretty well portrayed in the film. So um, pour a little out for uh, Hal Holbrook. Uh, may we all be lucky enough to reach 95 or more um, as he did. Um, and definitely a, uh, a great portrayer of 19th century America and certainly Abraham Lincoln as well. 
Yeah, that was the first thing that that I thought when I heard of his death. I looked it up and I go, oh, it's it's Preston. Like it's it's Blair, <laughs> the guy from Lincoln. Um, and I knew he had played Lincoln and in other stuff too and all that. Um, I wasn't aware of the Mark Twain portrayals though. Um, so that was very interesting to read about, but yeah, definitely he doesn't look like Blair, but he embodied, I think who Blair was, which even if you're playing somebody and you don't look like them, if you embody who they are, then you come across as being them. It's like in the Grant miniseries, the guy that played Sherman did not look like Sherman. And I thought I wasn't going to like him when I saw him, but then when he started speaking, uh, he very much, I think, portrayed Sherman very, very well, like with his mannerisms and just the way he spoke and all that. So I don't think it necessarily matters how you look. It's how you portray the person. That I agree. That is why I'm pushing to star in a Paul Newman biopic. <laughs> I feel like I... <laughs> that might be reach extending its grasp. You might test my theory <laughs> with that one, Nick. Hey, man, he put a lot of time into Lincoln and, you know, some historical reenactments. They had to find a role for the guy in the movie. It yes. was a must-have. It was yeah. a must-have. Um, yeah. yeah so I, I love his role in Into the Wild, um, So, which he did get an Oscar nod for. Yeah, yeah, immensely talented um, for sure. And it just, just the one little piece of the Spielberg mo- movie when he says the – was it the moderate wing of the Republican Party – basically is okay with this however you know however the line read was like one little piece of dialogue and that just showed like the amount of sway that blair had and you know we Mm -hmm. don't really think of that although there are some voices kind of emerging now that could have a similar type of role um that was definitely um something of of a bygone era in politics um and I'll, i'll take this opportunity to make a confession uh just in case anybody's worried about being like some sort of highbrow, you know, Lincoln scholar to, to be part of this show and that you have to have everything right all the time. I have a thing that anytime either Hal Holbrook or Harold Holzer are mentioned, I get them mixed up in my brain. Like I picture when, when you say Harold Holzer, I, Hal Holbrook always pops into my head and the other way around. And because uh, they're both obviously in the Lincoln community, um, so I'll just confess to that now, since we're talking about Hal Holbrook, who's very much a talented actor, not Harold Holzer, who has the same initials and is a Lincoln scholar and writer. Um, so I don't know if anybody else has that um, confusion of the two people who are distinctly and very much different, but both connected to Lincoln, but I do. So I do not, but I could see where that could happen. Yes. So now that, uh, you know, Hal Holbrook is no longer with us, I think if we're using, you know, like the present tense, I should be okay with that little bit of confusion. <laughs> so uh, did you, did either one of you have a Lincoln uh, story that uh, was in the news that you wanted to talk about? I have not been looking at the news, admittedly, much this week, just because it was very much starting to stress me out a little bit. So I have kind of stayed under the radar with that. A little bit. I have not stayed away from the news, but I have not come across any Lincoln news. No, there hasn't been actually much. I mean, I do check our Facebook page because our listeners are pretty good about posting stuff on there. But, um, you know, there's I I know Dr. Kent has a new book coming out at some point. He posted about that on our Facebook page. Just signed in here Mm -hmm. by the 
the contract. So that'll be really exciting. He was he's been a guest on our show a few times. So if you haven't heard those episodes with him on it, he's a really really um very very knowledgeable about Abraham Lincoln and his uh, book. Oh. Was it Abraham Lincoln, the man who saved America? Was their first book on our Real Splitter book club. Sure was. And then he um, was actually on a year ago to talk about Lincoln and illness. And that was when the pandemic was just getting started. And here we wow. are a fucking year Ancient later. History, it God. feels like, man, that feels like forever ago. Like I was like, yeah, that Groundhog was, Day. <laughs> that was like, ooh, this is something that, that we should be talking about. Not yeah. a lot of people are. It's this pandemic that's on the horizon. And now yeah. it's like. And now it's like, can oh, we that, just be oh, done? That thing? Yeah. That please, thing that's please. still here? Please never talk about this ever yeah, again. Yeah. When the yeah. border reopens and I can travel again, I never want to hear the the phrase COVID-19. Yes. That or new normal or... Uh, Pivot. You know, or under these circumstances it's, or whatever. In these trying you know, times. Yes. Yeah. All that stuff. I, I do have a news thing. It's not really news, but it's coming up. We're getting close to it. The CNN series on Lincoln. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln divided we stand and I know we plan on um doing some content revolving mm-hmm. around that. So kind of just see what they got in store for us. Uh, yes. As far as that goes. So some of their Sunday a lot of times on Sunday nights they'll have docs and they've had some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, so. so definitely we we're talking about we might even record very very close to that airing of that um depending on um when you know how that all shakes out but of course I don't think we need to remind our our viewers I'm sure our viewers are very um, conscientious partners with their significant others, and they don't need to um, to do anything other than watch that documentary on Valentine's Day to show how much they care. So <laughs> doesn't it uh, air it like on, ten? Doesn't it air at like ten o'clock on Sunday night? Yes, it is on Valentine's Day yeah. evening, so you don't need dinner reservations because no. those aren't a thing right now. So no. uh, check it out. Um, it, and then, two, things, two things I will say: one, great title, um, and divided we stand. I think that's a clever turn of phrase. And Sterling K. Brown is involved, and he's a very talented person, so I'm excited to see how that shakes out. And you, you watch that, then you go to the bed and listen to our podcast yep. with your significant other. That's that is right. Valentine's Day yep. right there. Wait, and... wow. <laughs> Valentine's Day 2021. That is Valentine's Day. Now you guys two relax. <laughs> the show and buckle in. Good grief. (laughs) So today we are here to certainly not talk about that business, um, but we are here to talk about uh, books. Uh, We've had had a handful of episodes where we talk about books, um, but um, we're going to do this kind of in the two... not two parts, but in, you know, two different, I guess, chapters of this episode. I don't know what you want to call it, but we're first going to talk about books that we read throughout 2020 that had something to do with Lincoln or the civil war. Um, and then we will talk about books that we're excited for that are coming out this year in 2021. Um, and you know, who's written them and, and what to expect and what the buzz is around them, uh, that we're familiar with. So, um, talking about what we've read in 2020, uh, a year for the ages. Um, Mary, why don't you go ahead and get us, you know, kick us off here with uh, what you read. Okay, so 2020 was not really the year of the book for me, but what I did read, I I enjoyed. So um, I read um, Lincoln on the Verge by Ted Widmer, which was, uh, it's actually one of my favorite books about Abraham Lincoln, about his inaugural journey. He's um, uh 
hopefully going to be joining us on the podcast sometime. So we'll be talking to him. Um, excellent, excellent book, though. Um, and that it, I found it was great, not just because of the inaugural journey, but because the history behind it as well. Like he talks about all the different cities in it and, and stuff like that. Um, and then I read Southern Storm by Noah Andre Trudeau, which is about uh, Sherman's March to the Sea. And if anybody's read any book by Trudeau, it's very well written. He uses a lot of the soldiers' accounts. In of course, it. Trudeau. Mary's Mary's all about yeah Trudeau. Trudeau. No, there's Trudeau, and then there's True Daddy. <laughs> Don't confuse the two. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, you know me with names that sound familiar. <laughs> um, and then I read uh, Assassin's Accomplice by Dr. Kate. Cl- Clifford Larson, which is about the trial of Mary Surratt, and it is um, probably the best book to read on that subject. Um, I also, well, I listened to American Brutus, which is a biography about John Wilkes Booth, The Conspiracy. Probably, It's probably my favorite one out there um, about it. Um, I read a biography about John Buford as well from... Gettysburg, Sam Elliott, basically, if you've seen the movie Gettysburg. And um, the most recent one I finished last weekend was one I read for our sibling podcast, Civil War Breakfast Club, because we did an episode about John Wilkes Booth and his sister Asia. So I read Asia Booth Clark's memoirs, which were very interesting perspective on um, John Wilkes Booth and his younger days and all that, and um, kind of some insight into the psychology that that plays into that. So it was, it, it's a very short book, but um, really good. It's edited by Terry Alford and he does the foreword in it. So um, I would definitely recommend that for anybody who's interested in the Lincoln assassination. So that was my 2020, early 2021 in books. Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I've read a couple of those. I'm a little bit behind my podcasting partners on Lincoln on the verge. I am about 200 pages in but uh, one, Ted Widmer will be a guest soon on the show, um, and it is fascinating, I feel, to compare the um, the lame duck period for presidents, presidents-elect and outgoing presidents from 1860 to 2020. Uh, but I just finished a section, you know, not to spoil anything, but uh, Ted Widmer spends, I don't know, 15 pages or so talking about stress that Lincoln had around uh, the 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 period where or the day where congress was certifying the election <laughs> so i'm like this was a hunt i had this in my hand before obviously before the terrorist attack on january 6th um but it was like wow that was crazy how he spent that much time talking about that specific uh day and how it how the you know security and and stress around it so if for nothing else i would recommend that book for that small little section because it it compares directly that day which is a day that i've never even really considered when you know think you know just thinking of elections past the certification of the electoral vote but lincoln was stressed about it as was of course a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and that's when the capital got stormed so uh, we'll definitely talk about that with the author himself uh, but I think that that alone was enough just to be like, wow, this is so cool and so timely um, to read. Um, and it's it's a really fun read. So I'm looking forward to kind of keep it, keep knocking, knocking out chapters of that because um, I did get a late start on it. Um, and you also mentioned American Brutus. I've read that one as well. Um, outstanding as far as because um, it's not uh, 
assassination book per se. It's a biography mm-hmm. of Will Booth. Yeah. Um, which is much, I think, a little bit more interesting if you've read a lot of stuff on the assassination where, like, you've, you you kind of got it down where you know about the chase and you know about the conspiracy, the actual conspiracy. You know, um, this offers a lot of insight into his family, into his fame, into his acting career, into his southern sympathies, and like you said, into his psychology. So, um that 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 one's pretty good too and and very well written as as well um so yeah those are some some cool books so thank you for that mary uh nick what what did we read in 2020 in the rail splitter nick household lincoln on the verge so i also enjoyed that book um i loved how he kind of like gives the each city like becomes a character that mm-hmm. or the major cities anyways. yeah i love that and that was great maybe like want to visit cincinnati but um um so yeah that was a great book and then i kind of started the first one civil war related for 2020 was vicksburg grant's campaign that broke the confederacy um so knock that out in 2020 lincoln boys we read that in 2020 or i did i read it before 2020 Okay, you read it before. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. I was confused. I thought, okay. No, I, I actually, well, I reread parts of it for the episode we did okay, about Nico and Hay as well. Yeah. yeah, so I read that. That's a good book, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it really gives you some insight on John Hay and uh, Nicolay. Um, I read The Good Lord Bird, a novel, although I have not got around to reading or watching the Showtime series. The show is awesome. That revolves around um, John Brown. So, um, need to do that. I read one of the ones that made a lot of lists in 2020 for um, the Three Cornered War, the Union, the Confederacy, and Native People. Um, so that was great. Um, kind of given the perspective, um, you know, of Native Americans. One that I wanted for the book club, but I didn't win because Mary, it was a rigged election. Oh, um, it's always been rigged, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The Field of Blood, Violence in Congress, and the Road to Civil War. So uh, that is great. I mean, it really is. That's a good one to read right now with everything that's going on. So, you know, a lot of this anger and bipartisanship we're seeing in, um, or partisanship, uh, that we're kind of seeing in Congress, uh, you know, it's happened before to the point where, you know, well, I guess they were carrying pistols on the floor here recently. But, um, no, that's a great book to read. Um, highly recommend that one. I started Reconstruction by Eric Fott. That's the one, actually, I had, I think, for the book club. Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. I started that, and then COVID hit in the middle of that. <laughs> so I've gotten sidetracked. So i got to go back and finish that one. And then I think that's the last of the Civil War ones I've read. So not as much as I usually get, but a couple in there. The big one, uh, the two that I really enjoy the most, probably the Field of Blood for sure, and the Three Cornered War. Mm-hmm. Um, so those stand out above the rest for me, as well as Lincoln on the Verge. That was really good. Yeah, and I think uh, you know I do want to mention too that um, Simon Simon and Schuster was kind enough to give the three of us an advanced reader copy of Lincoln on the Verge. So um, you know when that they. When publishers give those to media people, um, of course, it's with the understanding that we'll give a non-biased and fair review. So, um, But I did at least want to put it out there that we did get advanced mm-hmm. reader copies of that, which was super awesome from Sh- Simon & Schuster and from Stephen over there. 
uh, for sending us that. Um, uh, and so that did not play any role in my opinion of it so far. No. I think it's, it's excellent. And I really liked how Nick, how you had mentioned each of the cities as kind of mini biographies of the cities. And um, I like history that reads like novels and like, you know, he does a nice job of, uh, I think it's cool. Like he'll, he'll mention when like, somebody like a future president happens to see Lincoln on this, which like historically has really no significance whatsoever, but I think it's cool. <laughs> so like, I enjoy that he did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of characters who pop up that are just kind of interesting. And um, he does a nice job with that, with that uh, historical, you know, making it, making it read like a narrative. So yeah, highly recommend that. Nick, uh, I also read uh, the good Lord bird in 2020 uh, which was very, very, very good. Enjoyed it. Um, it is one of the most unique historic fiction novels that I've read, just in its creativity with real life characters and adding in like dark humor and, you know, enough historical accuracy to kind of get a feel for Bleeding Kansas. And, um, and, and of course, the, the, biggest selling point is just the the characterization of john brown is just hilarious and fascinating and i don't know exactly how accurate it is but it's just kind of fun to pop into that world for a while yeah i um, would say i think when we talked about it on the show earlier i compared it to like uh like a hunter s thompson writing historical fiction on john brown that's kind of what it reminded me of a little yes. gonzo, little gonzo historical fiction that's cool yes, yes very much so so i with 2020 being uh, the year that it was, I didn't read a whole lot of nonfiction. I, I did read a lot of fiction um, just to kind of, you know, serve as a, as an, as, as an escape, I guess. Um, so I did read and, and I'm going through my Goodreads here now. Um, and some of the nonfiction that I read wasn't the most, wasn't really civil war related. Um, I did read Nathan Robb's book, the hunt for history, um, which was very good. We had him on the show. I would recommend checking out that episode. It's all about his work in being a dealer of historic documents uh, to collectors. Um, and it's pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating stuff about just how he got into it and what the Rob collection, R-A-A-B, is all about. Um, so they I would recommend a new item. They just dropped a new item down, 75000 they did. He, they yeah. just posted on their Twitter a letter. If you're looking for a letter in which Abraham Lincoln mentions Salmon Chase uh, in Lincoln's own hand, you can get that for perhaps a little bit less, but it's listed right now for $75,000. So um, it's, it's a competitive market, I guess, out there for for that kind of thing. But, uh, that's what, that's what it's going for in the Rob collection. So they specialize in, you know, um, I don't know if I'd say higher end, but more, you know, rare, uh, collectible historic documents. Um, so that was, that was a really fun read. Um, cause it was, you know, a, a current memoir connected to the civil war in a very cool way. Um, not really civil war related, but I'll just mention it. I did read Alexis Coe's biography of George Washington um, which the title is amazing. It's You Never Forget Your First, a biography of George Washington. Um, it was awesome. If you're looking for a short volume biography of Washington just to brush up on earlier history, that would be the one because it's a really quick read. Um, so I did read a Lincoln book that I believe the paperback for is coming out very soon within a week or two. 
uh, the Lincoln Conspiracy, which was about um, the secret plot to kill Lincoln. Uh, sorry, this. Well, the title is the secret plot to kill America's 16th president and why it failed. It was okay. Um, it's a lot of the content. There's not a whole lot there. Uh, a lot of the content. Uh, Ted Widmer does a better job of telling mm-hmm. the story. Honestly, I mean, it's just um, it's 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 a lot of. It, it, there, there is some interesting things talking about the precursors to the KKK. The, the I think it's this, the the Sons of the Southern Cross or Golden Cross or some. Is it Knights of the Golden is. Circle? Wow, I was not even close, and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, um, well, I could not have been farther. Knights of the, the Golden the, Circle. The, the, just... the people of the adjective cross. No, the Knights of the <laughs> Golden. You're Circle. talking about the Knights of the Golden Circle. <laughs> I am. Yes. Yeah. So they, he does do a nice job of kind of. You know, giving us that backstory, um, but the Lincoln conspiracy. There, it, there certainly was a conspiracy to try to kill him on his way to Washington, uh, but it's really just a bunch of inept failures. <laughs> at what the, you know, there was there was a threat for sure, but it was you know, I mean, it was probably similar to the the Capitol riot. Of, you know, just fewer people where they just didn't have any real idea what they were going to do and just. Well, we're gonna kill Lincoln. Like, all right, hell yeah! And then it's like, well, how, when, where, why? They had a little bit of that, but it never really came together. I mean, but it's a fairly interesting read. So, uh, no disrespect to to Brad Melzer who wrote it, but uh, just didn't really light that fire of curiosity for me particularly. Um, I read White Fragility, which is kind of you know indirectly uh, related, of course. His Truth Is Marching On about John Lewis, which was very strong. Um, I read Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land, um, where he does talk a fair amount about Abraham Lincoln and, you know, in both his sections on um, being from Illinois, announcing his candidacy outside the old state capitol where Lincoln gave his house divided speech and talking about the weight of the office and um, being in the White House in the Lincoln bedroom and things like that. But other than that, I did not read any Civil War or Lincoln stuff. It was probably the lightest year I've had in a long, long time. Um, with regard to that, but I, I was just looking for a little bit more of an escape, I mm-hmm. think, um, with 2020 being what it was. Um, so I'm looking forward to 2021. So we're going to talk about some books that we're looking forward to now, uh, because I do think that 2021 is going to be a good year for books. I don't know if it's because a lot of writers had nothing else to do <laughs> and worked extra hard, uh, or what, but it's, it's, it feels like there's a lot of books, um, that are catching some buzz coming on the horizon here. Um, that, that should be pretty cool. Um, so, uh, Mary went first last time, maybe. So let's go with Nick to talk about what you're excited for in 2021. And we have not talked before this, so it's very possible that we're going to go with the standard middle school answer of he took mine. But uh, yep. <laughs> we may have some overlap, but we'll see how it goes. So, Nick, that, that's why we're for? having Nick go first. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what do we get for us, Nick? <laughs> Poor Nick. Well, I don't know. Some of these might have come out in 2020. So I'll, I'll put a disclaimer on that. So I've I got books on my that list that came out a while ago that I've been wanting to read. So, so. just have at it. But no these problem. are all within, uh, you know, the past year or so so i don't know um how i want to do this and what order i want to go all right so there's a book by zachary fry a republic in the ranks loyalty and descent in the army of the potomac uh so fry basically he turns his lens towards the junior officers rank and file to explore their emerging political awareness and activism 
Fry traces the evolution of political sentiment in McClellan's army and explore how the army navigated different crisis points. So, you know, I think a lot of time when we think about the Army of the Potomac, McClellan gets uh, the majority of the time and, uh, you know, the oxygen dedicated to that. So the fact that they're diving a little bit deeper in there, that kind of caught my interest. Um, so an area I haven't dove too deep into either. Um, hit a couple lists too. So, you know, that's always a good thing. So, yeah, kind of have an interest in that one for sure. Next on my list was Adam Dom- Dombey's. The false cause, fraud, fabrica- fabrication, and white supremacy in Confederate memory. So this really fitting in kind of with everything that's taken place, especially that's going to continue, I know, into 2021 with, um, you know, just kind of addressing where we are with race relations and kind of the legacy the Confederacy played and all that. Um, and it kind of, based on the write-up I was reading, um, he really kind of focuses in on the uses and misuses of history, which we've touched on a lot, I know, in the past, especially the past six months on this episode. Mm-hmm. So that kind of hit me um, in the wheelhouse there. A historian that's gained a lot of popularity, I know she's been popular for a while here, Heather Cox Richardson. Um, she's getting quite the Twitter following. She does letters from an, America, from an American, a digital newsletter that's just exploding. Um, so, but she has a book, how the South won the civil war, basically the argument that the South civil war represented only a temporary defeat for the concept of, you know, the white male power structure. Um, yeah. So I'm very intrigued by that. Another one kind of with the book I just mentioned before that, um, really diving into this, um, yeah, so this is an area of interest for me. Um, and Heather Cox Richardson, great Twitter follow, by the way. Um, she's dynamite to follow. I have not read the newsletter, but I know it's gotten a lot of acclaim and a lot of people um, have turned to that during COVID and the current election crisis. Um, you're nodding your head a lot, Mary. I don't know if you've read. I've 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 seen her like on Twitter. She's really good. I haven't read her newsletter before, but she's really good. And I I do want to read the book that that you mentioned as well. Yeah. Uh, so you, uh, Heather Cox Richardson, uh, one I think it's just you know important to note that she actually studied, um, and this of course is according to Wikipedia. So, but she studied under David Herbert Donald, who is of course or you know at, for a long long time was like the Lincoln scholar. Uh, Michael Burlingame worked with him, of course. Um, so she's uh, the uh, the old uh, David Herbert Donald coaching tree, kind of like the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Um, you know, she's she's part of that pretty pretty prestigious group. Um, and the, the only thing I'm looking forward to reading, I think I'm going to read that too. How the South won the Civil War. Um, I I'm not sure how I feel about the cover. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it actually in the bookstore. It's like got this like does this like visual trick where it like looks like it says north, but it actually says south. Mm-hmm. But it can be it, it looks confusing. Like I don't know. I think they it's a great concept, but they got a little carried away with it. But of course, <laughs> of course, that's uh, purely how you should judge all books. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, what else do you have for us, Nick? I did have the we already mentioned it. I think we mentioned it on the show. Abe Abraham Lincoln in his times. Uh, by David S. Reynolds. I don't know if we mentioned on the show if that was on. We air. mentioned it off air. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that one I know um, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So anytime a new Lincoln bio gets out there, so I know it's been mentioned in our Facebook chat as well. Mm-hmm. And then we got with ballots and bullets. Yeah, violence in America's Civil War. The book takes a look at the fundamental role of partner. Uh, 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 sorry, I lost it here. I'm tweaking out now. Not my gear, <laughs> just me. Basically, this is taking a look at you know the the two sides going at it. Arguing about it. Oh, here's where I'm at. All right, drawing an original analysis. So he's using some newspapers, some geocoded data on voting returns. That sounds cool to me. That's probably a total nerdy thing. Uh, but, you know, the fact that they put that in the description, I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so basically tying, taking a look at the two sides fighting each other. So um, kind of along the same thing there. And, yeah. And then I think that ties in. So I guess a lot of my books have a lot to do with, you know, kind of where we're at now, how mm-hmm. the Civil War played a role into that. So, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by that. You know, I was talking to the kids. I'm teaching African-American history this term. And then I think a lot of, like, uh, newspapers or different magazine articles are like, oh, man, when did America become this? And I was kind of <laughs> like, I think America's been this. Um, and I think we're just starting to... Um, wake up and see it a little bit better. So, and I think those books is kind of making that same argument there. Yeah. And I think, and hopefully out of that comes us actually addressing these issues and making the place better. Sorry, I felt like I just rambled on there. But no, yeah, that's what no, Sorry, you listen. didn't at all. Um, the one thing I, just to add to that is I'm wondering what kind of books we're going to see written about the Civil War over the next few years because of what just happened at the Capitol and books drawing parallels with it, you know, almost like a parallel history. I'm wondering if this is going to like finally bring a lot of this stuff to the forefront as it's needed to be brought forward because people are definitely asking more questions. I know for me living in Canada, you know, people were asking me like, you know, my parents and and just like friends of mine, they were like, what's your take on what's happening in America? Why is it happening? And, And my, my answer was, this is the civil war that never ended. And this is proof of that right now. Um, and I said, you're going to see a lot over the next few years written about this. So that's one thing I am like very intrigued about right now is what kind of writing are we going to see? Well, I think you could see that like historians kind of saw the writing on the raw on the, on the wall here, you know, just think of the Heather Cox Richardson book. I mean, she was writing that before all this. So, you know, this kind of shows you that the stuff was there if you were looking. Um, and I agree, though. It'll be interesting to see some of the books that come out and probably some of the books that we'll uncover that we didn't realize already existed mm-hmm. diving into this topic, too. Yeah, and of course, there's several shows in just in this little conversation, too. But I think that one thing that I have noticed is there's a lot more conversation about Reconstruction and the yeah. decision to end Reconstruction being a victory, essentially a victory that um, for, for the former Confederacy, um, I think they put us down the path. So I'm guessing that these books are going to talk a lot about that as well. Um, being, you know, the, just the, the next battle after Appomattox was the Battle of Reconstruction that the South won, um, mm-hmm. despite, despite uh, having, uh, being behind for a little while in that particular battle. Um, and of course, the South, you know, I don't mean to paint with a broad brush there, but the Confederacy. Um, and Nick, I like, you know, your theme. And you're, what you're looking at for this year kind of seems to be that um, 
connecting those dots, looking at that white supremacy, uh, South, South one in the war angle, which is fascinating. And I like, I think for the first time ever on a real splitter episode, I actually took notes after we started <laughs> and uh, wrote down a couple of those titles. Uh, Cause I'm going to check them out too. Um, for sure. So Mary, what do you have for us in 21? Um, so mine is more civil war heavy. Um, than it is Lincoln. Like I do have, um, want to get their name right this time. Reynolds book on my list. Um, I found out about that one cause I work at a library and one of my colleagues was really nice and I left it on my desk one day to let me know that, that it was, uh, it had arrived. Um, the other one that I'm very much, fatty, looking... right? Pardon? It's a, fat, it's a thick one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's quite a heavy book. Actually. I picked it up. I'm like, this is, a tome if you're in if you're it is it's a tome it's definitely a tome um the other one i'm looking forward to reading is uh when it's finally released is mead at gettysburg by kent masterson brown uh mead is my favorite eastern theater commander um it's nice to see another biography coming out about him i know um dr jen murray who i got to see lecture tonight at the uh, chickamauga chattanooga roundtable she has a book coming out about mead as well but i don't think there's a date for it yet um, and then the other one that I'm looking forward to reading uh, that I have on my list is Robert E. Lee and Me, A Southerner's Reckoning with the Myth of the Lost Cause, which is written by, I believe he uh, was a, he worked at West Point. Um, Ty Sadul, I'm going to totally butcher his name, which I apologize. But yeah, Robert E. Lee and Me, A Southerner's Reckoning with the Myth of the Lost Cause. Um, and then I'm also reading, I'm planning on reading Lee's Retreat by Kent Masterson Brown, because um, at our sibling podcast, we are doing a book club as well. And that's one of the books that we have in it. And I, and I haven't read it yet. So I'm looking forward to reading that book about uh, the retreat from Gettysburg. Um, so those are the books that I have on my list. Not too many right now. Um, right now, I'm reading a book called Black Iron Mercy, which is about the Iron Brigade. And it's a historical novel, and it's actually the first book that we're doing in our book club over at Civil War Breakfast Club, and it's really, really good. It's written by a guy named Eric Scheinlein. I can't say his name. I'm horrible at pronouncing mm-hmm. people's names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think of the other ones. Um, what I'm was also the name of that one? Black Iron Mercy. Is it a newer book, or has it been out a while? It came out a few years ago, I think, but it's really it kind of flew under the radar. But it is it is so well written. Like he writes it so well, um, uh, as good as Jeff Shara and Michael Shara, I think. Um, the other thing I'm reading right now, when I and I have to read it online because it's only available online, are the memoirs of Oliver Otis Howard. Um, it's been as Nick rolls his fucking eyes. <laughs> Um, to be fair, I almost made a comment also. <laughs> no, but they are very like they're they're memoirs that you don't always think of to read, and they're actually yeah. really, um, really interesting insights, um, into the Civil War, especially like if you look at Sherman's take on Columbia versus Oliver Otis Howard's take on Columbia, because Howard was the one that was in charge of the city, um, during that. Two very different takes on it. Howard is very saying like we did burn the city this is what happened it was terrible to see there were soldiers running around drunk um but he also tells of the soldiers that were um doing good things as well so to kind of bring face back to the the army when they were there 
Um, but it's a, been a very interesting perspective. And it's one I've been telling people, if you've read Grant's and you've read Sherman's, he's one that you definitely need to read too. Um, and as we know, Howard is the worked on the Freedmen's Bureau, founder of Howard University as well. Um, very much. He was very ahead of his times in many ways. So I've been reading that and it's been very, very interesting. It sounds like Howard's your new crush. He is. He's that, my favorite that general. Sherman, that Sherman has been pushed to the side. Sherman's kind of been like, think of Sherman like General Meade. So he hasn't really been demoted. Howard's just been promoted above, above him. <laughs> sounds like uh, you're saying, Sherman, it's not you. It's me. Yep. And I, I don't know. I feel guy. like it's it's like... It's like your favorite band. Like, mm-hmm. how many times can you listen to your favorite band? Yeah. Well, I just like, it's okay to be excited about a new record from a different band and be like, "Oh, this is this is awesome! I can't get enough of this! I can't stop listening to it." It doesn't mean you don't like your favorite band anymore. It just means like I've listened to them a million times. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to something else right now, and I'm super into it. Yeah, that's I, maybe that's not the comparison. I mean, but ha- that's ha- what I feel ha- like. Howard is. I do like Howard better than Sherman. I, I just I don't know. There's a lot of things about Howard that are interesting and just the fact he's an underdog and he's all he's known for is Chancellorsville, but he does a lot of really good things and he doesn't have that voice in history that Sherman and Grant do. And um, just some of the kind of the more research I've done for um, the, uh, the civil war breakfast club podcast, I've seen a lot of things that Grant and Sherman did that shaping history in, in some ways. See, Mm -hmm. it's more like Mary was, you know, her and Sherman were close, but then COVID hit and they happened to be in different cities. They couldn't get back together. And then she was hanging out with Howard all this time. It's like, <laughs> this is really the guy for me this whole time. And if it is wasn't it, for yeah. COVID, I would have never found you. Isn't and there a meme like, 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 like he's the guy, the, the guy she tells you not to worry about or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. all of her Otis Howard. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the meme. Sherman, you, Howard, the guy she tells yeah. him not to yeah, Actually, about. one of my friends did that meme where the guy was like looking back at it was yeah, me, my cool. my oh, face, yeah, yeah. and then like Sherman was the the girl who I was holding hands yeah. with, and then Howard was the one walking away. Accurate. That's pretty what much what happened. I, I yeah, memes memes are very higher order. I like yep. it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, uh, the Robert E. Lee and me, uh, is, is on my list is not, it wasn't on my list for today, but I'm going to read that also. I saw that that came across in a feed or something that I was looking at. Uh, and that, that actually is a 2021 book, but it came out on the 26th of January. Um, so if you wanted to check that out, it's already out. Uh, but I always, that, that's the title stem or whatever, the, the beginning of the title, Robert E. Lee and me makes it sound like a kid's book. That's like, yeah, this, I know I was like, like what's this? Like Marley and me or whatever. And then, so thankfully he added us the subtitle of a Southerner's Reckoning with the myth of the lost mm-hmm. cause. I'm like, Robert E. Lee, I mean, is this a picture book that uh, teaches kids to hate when they're very, very young? Because that would be bad. <laughs> um, but it's not. So um, I do want to check that out as well to try to get that perspective. Um, I think it's kind of like the, the that comedian who's amazing, you know, scream, who's from uh, that woman from that representative from Georgia's oh, yeah. district. Um just kind of advocating for like, Hey, you know, we're in the South too. And it sucks. And here's here are like, not it sucks, but like mm-hmm. there's things about what people say and think and do down here and think about us. that sucks. And um, so I, I really, I'm kind of looking forward to getting that perspective uh, as well. So that should be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, you got a lot of good civil war stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't believe it. 
but we didn't have any crossover, which is wow. awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I thought for sure. Well, like when I was when I was you know doing my notes or whatever for this episode, I'm like, well, I'm gonna put this down, but we're all gonna talk about this uh, because uh, Ronald White has a book coming out this year. Um, so Good. he I, no check that Robert Ronald uh, White has two books coming out this year. Um, we've mentioned a couple times that he's written a biography on uh, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. So his book on Chamberlain doesn't have a release date that I could find aside from 2021. So I wonder if they're kind of tabling that and they may release that at another time. But on May 4th, which is Star Wars Day, so you may need to get it the next day because you'll be watching Empire. Um, But on May 4th, he has a book called Lincoln in Private, where he's focused on Lincoln's um, like letters and correspondence mm-hmm. to try to paint a picture of what was Lincoln like behind the scenes? What was the personal life of Lincoln like? Um, so it's a, it looks like it's going to be a nice kind of 350 page book. That's very specific about um, Lincoln, but it'll probably be more like a character study than a, than a political analysis or historical analysis kind of thing. Um, so um, of course, uh, Ronald White, it was a Lincoln, right? That he wrote. Yeah. Um, uh, which was very, very good single volume biography of Lincoln. So that one is definitely something that's going to be worth checking out. So I definitely have that on my list. Uh, Lincoln in private comes out in May. Um, so that's pretty cool. And I'm excited for that. Uh, Bruce Levine has a, a biography of Thaddeus Stevens coming out. Um, and that is, I, I'm excited for that just because um uh, I like that whole just kind of I want to I need to learn more about the radical Republicans mm-hmm. in Congress. I mean, really, just I feel like I do have a little bit of a gap just with Congress in general during the Civil War. Um, so I'm looking hopefully there's a little bit of that in in that biography as well. Um, so and I did want to mention I reached out um, to our friend Stephen at Simon and Schuster, and we are going to get an advanced reader copy of the Thaddeus Stevens book, Thaddeus Stevens book, along with his biography of Salmon Chase. And I'm not sure when that the Chase book comes out. I can look that up. Um, but um, the the message I got from the marketing director at Simon & Schuster was actually pretty cool um, because he said, basically I was saying like, hey, can we get the Thaddeus Stevens book? It would be really cool for us to check out so we can talk about it on the show. Um, you know, and he said um, – that well, one he said Lincoln on the verge is doing well, um, but also um, Thaddeus Stevens should be on its way. But um, Walter Starr, sorry, it wasn't it wasn't Bruce Levine, but it was Walter Starr, S T A H R, who wrote a bio um, that's coming out this fall of Sam and Chase. Mm. But he also has done bios on Seward and Stanton. Yep, he has. So so. Uh, Simon and Schuster is saying that he's the official biographer of the famous team of rivals. <laughs> so he's, team of rivals was a biography. He's like broken it down into like different. So he's going through the cabinet. Um, so he's got some, uh, he's got a bio on Seward and one on Staten. Um, and then his chase book is coming out this fall, um, which I think um, we're going to get that as well as an advanced nice. reader copy and let you all know about it. Um, so 
Thaddeus Stevens book is, is actually coming out March 2nd. So we should be getting that soon um, to let you know. Hopefully we can maybe even let you know about it before it comes out. So yeah. you can decide whether you want to get it when it is released. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, not to always go back to the Spielberg film, but when you're a character played by Tommy Lee Jones, you know, <laughs> you, you risk being that that's going to be your portrayal. But that's just what people are going to think of. You that's as. the voice I'm going to hear in my head when I read that it book is, is Tommy Lee is. Jones. Ossified. And, you know, yeah. yeah. Him sitting. Uh, yeah. Cothroth yeah. will vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. When he's when he's breaking down that guy who's yeah. going to get reelected. And, um, yeah, that was very good and that was circling back to the beginning of the episode that was a casting where like let's not try to find someone who looks like Thaddeus Stevens let's not have Tommy Lee Jones act like anyone other than Tommy Lee Jones yeah <laughs> this, this is just going to be what it's going to be so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing like you know a little bit learning a little bit more about Thaddeus Stevens um, for sure you know the only thing I could think of the whole time you guys were talking is the fugitive He's in the tunnel with Harrison Ford. I don't care. I don't don't care. care. I'm like, there's got to be another line in my head I could put in. I don't care. The the other line I thought of was when the guy knocks on the door and Thaddeus Stevens just says, it opens, which I do all the time. That's brilliant. That is, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. It opens. It It, it generally doesn't go over well when it's your parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I can see that. Yeah, and that's a movie with like basically it's exclusively dialogue, like almost no action or <laughs> you know, and and those two words jump out at you along with the line that we said earlier about Hell Holbrook and now 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 and all those other ones. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Thaddeus Stevens bio should be pretty decent. We're looking forward to that. Um, another book that actually. Um, I've asked for an advanced reader copy of as well. And I think we're going to get as well is called the agitators. Um, and it's by Dorothy Wickenden. Um, it's getting a lot of buzz. It is, uh, the agitators, um, in the title are referring to three people, three specific people. Um, so the whole title is the agitators, three friends who worked together on the underground railroad, fought for women's rights and helped change the course of the civil war. Um, and the three women are Martha Wright, uh, Francis Seward, who is William Seward's wife, and Harriet Tubman. And it's telling the story of how these three women worked together on the Underground Railroad. Railroad. I'll be honest, I never even knew Harriet Tubman worked with mm-hmm. um, Seward's wife uh, on that. Or maybe I knew and just didn't, it just didn't stick (laughs) or whatever um so i'm really looking forward to that being a unique no i shouldn't say unique being a uh less publicized angle of civil war history um bringing some feminism in talking about the underground railroad and really talking about how the underground railroad wasn't just about um get bringing slaves out of enslavement um but changing the course of the war and really turning the tide in, in a couple of different ways. So I'm really looking forward uh, to that book. That's going to be published on May on March 30th. Uh, so that's not too far off. Um, so that's coming right up. And then um, in a possibly a bit of a surprise, this might be a little bit more of a, of a book Mary would have recommended. There's a new book coming out on Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that, that one. 
Yeah, that's supposed that's um, normally, and it it is it's unfortunate. I think that there's the the good, great scholarly work on Civil War battles just doesn't get buzzed. You know, I mean, like it's it, they, they. I think a lot of times they get treated as niche kind of books where mm-hmm. people like us, oh, so we'll, you know, may read them, um, but they're they're kind of. I feel sometimes relegated to this area of civil war, so-called civil war buffs and, you know, maybe even reenactors or whatever, like, like they're, they're, they're in this kind of specific community and there's a wealth of, of books, you know, and it's sometimes that I think and Mary, you know, that, that whole library a lot better than I do, but it's hard sometimes to differentiate the, 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 the really good from the, from the maybe not as quite, quite as well researched because they're all just kind of lumped in this, category oftentimes they're self-published or published by by like university presses or something that's just not quite as well known so it's not too often that you get a book about a specific battle that catches some buzz yeah that that isn't gettysburg that's the thing is like gettysburg is you know like the the big one um and nothing against gettysburg it's one of my favorite battles to study but to know that there's one coming out of fredericksburg which is a fascinating uh, battle to study as we covered it on the rail splitter here i think it was a couple of ye- years ago now i don't know the years are flowing one into the other but um the whole campaign and even the aftermath of what happens with the mud march i think that'll be a really interesting book yeah yeah and i mean of course part of the reason it's getting a lot of press is because the author um, won a Pulitzer Prize yeah. <laughs> earlier, not for this work, but earlier in his career. So um, it's John Matson uh, wrote that one. Um, so, and I, I'm not sure. I, I think I may have asked for an advanced reader copy. I'm not sure if that one came through yet or not. Um, but the title um, is pretty darn good. It's called "A Worse Place Than Hell: How Fred, uh, How the Civil War Battle of Fredericksburgs Changed a Nation." So it sounds like from the blurb and from the buzz around it that it's that it's going to be definitely breaking down the battle, but it's also going to be one of those books that kind of brings in some historic figures, um, like you'll hear about Walt Whitman and Louise May Alcott, and then, you know I'm sure Lincoln will play a role in there too, and you know so it's not you know of course it's not just going to be like here's how stupid Burnside is for far 400 pages or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I'm sure there'll be a couple hundred pages because <laughs> how can you not? But um, so that, that should be pretty good. But I was just kind of excited that um, I actually found this before we even had decided to to really look into what's catching buzz for 21 for Civil War books. It was on like a, like a top three or top four books you're looking forward to just from a general history Twitter account that I was following. Um, so it had some like pretty mainstream stuff. And then I'm like, wow, a specific battle, a specific, a book about a specific battle rarely pops up um, as like, you know, the, the, the folks who, who read a lot of history are going to want to pick this one up. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and I'm, I'm definitely going to read it. Um, cause Fredericksburg, you know, and I would encourage you, I think we did a two parter on it, yeah. um, to, to check it out because it's a unique battle. It's, you know, it's less of a, like go to the battlefield, uh, in a traditional way. Cause you know, it's just a city very different. So, um, that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Um, not, you know, again, not to judge books on titles or covers, but man, a worse place than hell. Yeah. When I like that came up when I was looking at, at, at books today and I was like, like, 
Oh my God. I already had enough on my list. I thought I'm like, I can't add another one, but I do definitely want to read that one as well. Just cause I, um, so I'm more into the Western theater, but I'm getting a little bit more into the Eastern theater too. And Fredericksburg is definitely an interesting one to study. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds like, um, the, the writing, of course, you know, you got a Pulitzer prize winning writer. Um, so it should be, should be, I'm sure it's gonna be very well written as well. Um, and then the last, I think the last one, yes, the last book I have, um, is a little less directly, uh, arguably directly, um, connected. It's, um, but it is edited by Ibram, Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, who was one of the early guests on the show. He has risen to the big time quite a lot since he's been on our show. He is the, one of the preeminent voices or the preeminent voice in anti-racist work, um, and just an overall badass. but he, um, edited, a uh, work on history. It was released two days ago from this recording on February 2nd called 400 souls, a community history of Africa, African America, 1619 to 2019. Um, so of course that's going to be lots and lots of history of enslavement and talking about enslavement and abolition and emancipation and service and the civil war. Um, Cause it was written by many people. I'm not sure exactly how many, um, writers contributed, but it's kind of like a collection of of works that that, that take takes the reader through uh, the 400 year history of African Americans. Um, so that should be should be outstanding, um, and it's gotten an extremely high praise from all over the place. So that's going to be, you know, that's going to be your like bestseller. You're going to see that everywhere you look, probably book over the next few weeks for sure. Um, but you know, anytime Ibram Kendi, I, th- I think I've read all of his books. I didn't read the, I read how to be an anti-racist, but I didn't read the young adult equivalent or whatever. He's got a um, little kid's book too. I think he does. He's got yeah. like literally like every he's, he's got one for babies, yeah. one for like, like a picture book, young adults, and then people like us. So, um, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Oh, um, oh. I read the baby one, so don't let me in. <laughs> that wasn't on your list, though, one. Nick. Why so. wasn't it on your list? It is. I was just too embarrassed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, and I don't mean to like be too effusive with our praise for Ibram Kendi because he uh, had a co-editor, Keisha Blaine, who wrote Set the World on Fire, um, who's, uh, of course, brilliant as well. Um, so they co-edited it. Um, with with many different writers, so 400 Souls uh, is is that is that work uh, about a history of African American uh, African Americans. So that's what I'm looking forward to reading, among a few other you know pieces of fiction here and there and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, you know, so I, I I combine audio and print, so I'm I've always got two books going. So hopefully I can make it through. My goal for this year is to read 75 books. Um, which I don't know if I'm going to make it or not, but wow. um, we'll see. I read 50 some last year, but you know, a lot of it is audio fiction that I listen to while walking around, running around, doing housework, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, audio books are my friend. Yes, yes. Nick is against, but he's wrong. So I am using uh, the stamped, the young adult version audio book in class. So. And, and, and did he? Did Doctor Candy actually do the audio? Yes, he does. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's good. Sometimes it's always a little like when it's oh read by the author. Sometimes it's like 
maybe the professional performer yeah. should read it. Dr. Kendi is an example of someone who does not fit in that category. He's very good. He's, he's yeah. a very good uh, at reading his own work. So um, sometimes, though, folks um, should have should have left it to the professionals. <laughs> but, um, all right. Well, hopefully you all were able to fill out your queue a little bit for books to read this year. If you have any others, because sometimes it's hard to stay on top of what's coming out uh, because we live in a pretty media rich world right now. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know what you're excited about, what's coming out this year. Um, and we'll definitely take a look. Maybe we can even read it and have some of the authors on the show. Um, we're, you know, we'd like to have writers on the show. We've had several in the past. Um, so you may hear from some of the folks who we've mentioned this evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have some of them on the show, uh, to chat about their works. Um, uh, because, uh, we are excited. And of course, um, it's important to continue to support publishing and, and writing and especially historic writing. So, uh, so thank you all for listening. We do have our two weekly features. The first is of the people by the people, um, which is when we talk about a social media post that resonated with us. Um, so Mary or Nick, do we have anything for that? I do. Got one. Um, I just, I wanted to say, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, Dr. David J. Kent has a new book coming out this year. Um, but she posted about it on the Facebook page. So huge congratulations to him for that. That's really awesome. Um, and it's going to be about Abraham Lincoln as well. Um, he's also like, he writes a really, really good blog, which is worth checking out too. But just cause he's been a guest a couple times for us, um, as well. He's a very active poster on our Facebook page too. So just congrats to him on that. That's well-deserved. Yeah, no, I agree. Good work. I we got a new review, so we oh, are officially God. back at a four and a half star podcast again. Oh, so we spent some time at a four, but now we're four and a half. Nice. Yes. Thank you, person. And uh, this is a five star review. Although it starts out, uh, the title is "I have but one suggestion" um, from CNU percussionist. Uh, January fifteenth. This came across the the Telegraph. Uh, the Rail Splitter podcast is the exact type of leisure, leisurely historical discussion I was missing in my life. <laughs> nice. I drive quite a bit for work, and so I'm mostly listening in the car or if I'm doing some chores around the house. In contrast to several other reviewers, I do enjoy that Nick, Mary, and Jeremy talk about modern government as well as political periods not related to Lincoln. Why even make an attempt at studying history if you have no intention of understanding how it relates to today's events? Thank you. This person is awesome. Thank <laughs> you. There's more, there's more. But yes, I agree. Thank you. The team does an excellent job at using primary sources. I especially enjoy when guests are brought onto the show. The Facebook group is also a wonderful platform for listeners to interact. One thing I wish that could be added, which I enjoy on other podcasts, are listeners' questions. The By the People segment then does well to address some discussions from the internet, but I very much enjoy hearing commentary from the three rail splitters on questions that listeners could uh, pose directly from the listeners. Also, there should be more puns. Cheers. No, I can't make a pun up on command. I wish I, I should have one at the ready for that. That was 
amazing. So it's a great review. And it's also a great idea so too. About yeah. Questions. And whatever your question is, please, if you, if you're comfortable, hop on the Facebook group and be like, that was me. And here are some questions. Cause that we can absolutely do an episode of that. that we could just build that, a show out of listener review. questions. Yes. That review. Um, of course we appreciate the five stars, but yep. we appreciate the feedback. Um, yep. and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we definitely do want to involve listeners questions. So mm-hmm. please, by all means. Um, and, and, uh, I, I know there are probably some history podcasts out there who, if they were like their leisurely discussion of history would have been like, Oh, we're like, yup, <laughs> that's yep. exactly what that's- we are. And, that's what we're proud to be. Yeah, <laughs> so. that that's how so that's how our sibling podcast is Civil War Breakfast Club. We are like completely leisurely. Yes, and, and and really, and that's what we hope to do. If you're very knowledgeable about Lincoln or not knowledgeable at all, I hope that we just hope that you that you enjoy the show and get something out of it. Yeah, every week. It's about um, making it accessible for people. One of them, yeah, and one of them, if one of them misses, hopefully we'll make it come back next week. So. Um, we definitely, you know, we're, we're, we're limping a little bit out of the gates in 2021, but I think we're going to try to get back to a weekly recording, um, more guests in 21. Um, and, and we'll involve listener questions. I think that was an amazing suggestion. Um, mine is, I don't really know if this is a, this week in Lincoln or an of the people, it kind of straddles the line. So I'm just going to go ahead and say like one of my of the peoples was Nathan Robb's submission of a $75,000 thing that you could buy if you want, if you have um, an extra $75,000 laying around. Um, And I don't mean to make light, you know, if you're a collector, more power to you. That's awesome. Um, But this might, you know, straddle the line between this week in Lincoln and of the people, but the Lincoln museum, the Abraham Lincoln presidential library museum is open again. Uh, yes. With very, very, very responsible uh, safety precautions. I have not been down. I was down in, in December when they were closed. From what I've read, I would feel comfortable going. Um, you know, they're doing a really good job with the social distancing and the masking and everything. But my favorite, by I think the coolest thing ever, is they have a unique safety regulation there to make sure everybody's safe and it is about social distancing because everywhere in the world says six feet is safe, but the Lincoln museum is safer than that because you have to be six feet, four inches. (laughs) That's awesome. Between every other person. In other words, just stay one Lincoln apart. So I thought that was clever and cool. That's perfect. just, Just a great way to, a great way to communicate like, Hey, let's have some fun. It's okay. We don't have to be, too like you know serious about these regulations like just stay in abraham lincoln apart and we're all good so i thought that was super cool so i don't know if that counts for this week in lincoln or uh, the people but whatever we'll count it for both maybe this week so um so anyway hopefully you are your 2021 is off to a good start and hopefully you're reading some cool stuff so let us know what you're reading um we'll look for user or listener questions for sure because we want to definitely um answer those and if you have a show request or recommendation by all means let us know we can do that as we get into 21 and a whole new year of shows mary or nick did you have anything else to add before we sign off thank you to all of our listeners for supporting us for we are going into our fourth year i believe we are 
So thank you. And thank you for how active the, the Facebook community is as well. You guys are awesome. So thank you so much. We wouldn't be here without you. Ditto. All right. Um, so we actually haven't talked yet as a team about what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um, you'll probably hear from us, but if you don't, February 12th will be special for all of us as it is every year. So hopefully you are able to take some time on February 12th to give a little respect and homage to our hero, Abraham Lincoln, on his birthday. I should have done the math before this, but his 200 and birthday, born in 1809, 2021 minus 1809. Um, so Lincoln's birthday math. is, of course, on, on February 12th. So enjoy that. Y'all, I'm sure you'll hear from us um, as well. Um, so enjoy that. And other than that, just continue to walk the world with malice toward none and charity for all. And we will see you very soon.